So every marriage is going to be stormy at times. I mean, if we're honest, sometimes it may feel like that a tornado or a hurricane is going through your house, or maybe that there's an ice storm going on in the bedroom. Maybe with everything that's going on right now, that it feels like just a tsunami has hit your marriage. Apparently, this is the case for a lot of people. A New York Post article begins, quote, Cooped up New Yorkers are flooding lawyer phone lines with divorce inquiries with an avalanche of filings expected once the courts reopen. People are realizing they can't stand each other, said Manhattan lawyer Suzanne Bracker. In the United Kingdom, the Daily Mail says, divorce lawyers reveal inquiries have surged as wealthy clients rush settlements while their assets are devalued. And online searches there using the phrase, I want a divorce, in in Google have gone up 154% since uh, the UK went on a lockdown. Um, I read another article on Bloomberg.com from China after they lifted uh, their quarantine and lockdown and everything that uh, different places there, and I'm not going to butcher their names with my lack of uh, Chinese pronunciation, but uh, different places there are reporting record high numbers of divorce filings in early March, leading to long backlogs at government offices in Hunan uh, province. Uh, says staff members didn't even have time to drink water because so many couples were lined up to file, according to a report in mid-March on the city government website. Uh, Clerks struggled to keep up processing a record number in a single day. And they described it by trivial matters in life led to the escalation of conflicts and poor communication has caused everyone to be disappointed in marriage and make the decision to divorce. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, A divorce lawyer in Shanghai said that his caseload has increased 25% since the city's lockdown eased in mid-March. At the same time, um, it says that the Chinese media have been filled with reports of conjugal strife. Um, Shanghai-based online publication Six Tone reported that police in one county along the Yangtze River... uh, around near you know where the pandemic began in Wuhan received 162 reports of domestic violence in February, uh, three times more than the 47 reported during the same month in 2019. So if you wonder why I'm preaching about marriage uh, during what we're dealing with with this pandemic and during this series, Jesus in the Storm, that would be why. Like I said at the beginning, marriage can be stormy in general at times, but you know, crises and difficulties like this, I don't know how, I mean, it, maybe it creates some problems, but I think more than anything, it probably reveals problems that were already there. So uh, as we get started, I, I want to mention, uh, suggest four possible reasons why uh, marriage uh, tends to, uh, you know, get stormy at times, be difficult, why we have trials in marriage. You know, one would be that we tend to be blinded by infatuation early in a relationship. I mean, psychologists talk about the infatuation uh, stage and say, you know, can last two or three years. And so you're in a relationship with someone and you're just kind of blinded (laughs) by that feeling of infatuation. And 
uh, you know, sometimes I have couples talk to me. It's like, and this person has changed so much. And I think in a lot of cases, maybe they haven't really changed that much. Maybe the infatuation wore off and your perception has changed. I think another reason uh, that we can struggle in marriage sometimes is because nobody can meet all of our needs. I think sometimes we expect too much from our spouse. Sometimes we put our spouse in the place of Jesus and expect them to be our functional savior. And uh, Sometimes maybe you've had a bad background, you've come out of bad relationships, you're lonely, and you expect that you know, if you find the right person, they're going to complete you, they're going to fulfill you, maybe they're going to rescue you from that situation, they're going to fix your life. And no one can do this. It's putting a weight on someone that that we're not designed to bear. Like I said, it's putting them in the place of Jesus. It's making them an idol. And Martin Luther was right when he said, what we idolize, we eventually demonize. Another reason that marriage can get stormy is because every marriage is a union of two sinners. We bring our sin, our selfishness, our own junk to marriage. And Every marriage is a union of two people. Really, every marriage is a sum of its parts. And the good gets multiplied, but the junk gets multiplied. And if there's a lot of junk in us that we've not dealt with and we've not let God take care of, we've not gotten help with if, if we need to, uh, then that's going to spill over into the other person and a lot of times can intentionally, or I'm sorry, unintentionally sabotage uh, the relationship. You say, I don't believe in all this sin stuff and that kind of thing. Well, if you don't believe in the idea of sin, why is it so easy to hurt the one that we love the most then? I encourage you to think about that. But then, I think the other thing we have to factor in, and that's certainly a big part of what's going on right now, is that life happens. There is a lot that maybe we're not accounting for or planning on or really thinking about when we're thinking about getting married and we're in that infatuation stage. People get sick. There's deaths in our family. I mean, when my wife's mom died in the first year of our marriage, that was incredibly challenging. You know, kids are a wonderful blessing, but they can make things difficult too. That's an adjustment. Things break. We have financial problems. People lose jobs. Uh, we can look at things differently. There's internal struggles. There's just stress uh, from life that can affect our relationships particularly at marriage. Um, we're recording this the, the last weekend in, in, in April. And uh, I saw one of the young couples from our church uh, back in the sound booth. And they've just re recently gotten engaged, the first time I'd seen them in person. So I said, congratulations to them. And then just kidding around, I turned to the guy and said, uh, are you sure about this? You sure about what you're getting into here? And he's like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, you know, I was just kidding, but now I'm being serious. Like, you really don't know what you're getting into here. Nobody really knows what they're getting into uh, when we get married. We don't know really what it's going to be like. We don't know the adjustments that we're going to have to make. Uh, we don't know what curveballs that life is going to throw at us. And so I think the thing we can be assured, assured of, though, is that 
Uh, there's going to be some challenges. Uh, there's going to be some life storms. There's going to be some marriage storms. And I think the question that we have to answer, if we're honest about that and we recognize that reality, is what are we going to do when that happens? What are we going to do when marriage gets stormy? And so uh, in this message today, that we're going to try to go to God's Word and answer that question as we look at an Old Testament book, a story uh, there. And in, in the book, the, the name of it is Hosea. It's near the end of the Old Testament. Uh, there's a, a Bible app in the online church uh, platform. You can click on that button. And, and so let me, let me give you a little background here uh, of, the, of the book of, of Hosea. Um, Hosea was a prophet. Uh, his wife's name uh, was Gomer. Just to say that up front, if you're not familiar with it, maybe it's a little too hard to, if you just looked at Jose and Gomer, it's like, who's the guy and who's the, who's the girl here? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, when, when I met my wife, we started dating. I knew within a matter of weeks that uh, I wanted to marry her, but I got to say, if her name was Gomer, I'd have probably at least had to thought about it a little bit longer. I mean, that, <laughs> but so he, Jose must have really loved her. Uh, anyway, he, he wrote this book around 760 B.C., it was a time of prosperity in Israel. And Craig Rochelle has said, said of this that sadly, though, when there is a time of economic increase, there's almost always moral and spiritual decrease. Does that sound familiar? And, and so it, it's a very unusual story in a lot of ways. It, it, it's, it's beautiful and kind of terrible in a way at, at, at the same time. So God told Hosea to marry Gomer, but Gomer was an immoral woman. Now, does this mean that, I mean, she was immoral at this moment? Does it mean that she had been in the past? Was it predictive of how she was going to be in the future? Uh, we can't say exactly for sure, and Bible scholars may have some varying opinions on that. Here's what, what I think. I think she'd been immoral in the past, she was living differently now, but God knew that she was going to go down that road again in the future. But here's the point of all this. Their marriage was really designed to be an object lesson. Sometimes in the Old Testament, God used the, the prophets in that way. So their marriage was designed to be an object lesson of God's relationship with his people, with, with, with Israel. And ultimately, it's designed to be an object relationship of the gospel. This shows us that God gets angry with sin, but he still loves us at the same time. That 